Oh boy, is everybody excited for Ghosts of Tsushima? The greatest, latest, new PlayStation 4 exclusive dropping in, by the time this probably comes out, uh, a week? Maybe even it's out now? Are you playing Ghosts of Tsushima? Are you having a grand old time in your new, and I can't put enough air quotes around new, open world action game with so much player choice? And you can ride a horse and you can run around a big open field until you run into an objective marker that's a small town that's essentially a fucking level anyway that is done in the name of immersion but is actually just putting tons of open empty space in between levels to waste your time and make you feel like you're actually playing more of a game and the game is more content when they've literally just made an open field instead of a loading screen to take you to the next part of the content you actually care about oh boy i can't wait i am so stoked for ghosts of tsushima <sighs> ghosts of tsushima is from sucker punch the same game devs who last generation were responsible for the infamous series, another game where you ran around a big open world going in between locations that actually were the content in an effort to make you feel like the game was bigger than it actually was. But at least, at least in infamous, the interesting thing about traversal in that game was that you had superpowers. So like moving around was actually kind of fun. You know, you could have, like, the neon power and infamous second sun, and you could, like, move really fast and run, like, at super speeds and run up walls and stuff. The other infamous games, you could, like, grind on high tension wires and do some crazy, like, jumping and traversal. And I don't, there was a lot more interest to that mechanic. But uh, now you get a horse. Oh, boy. Never ridden around an open field in a horse before. I'm kind of getting off track. But Sucker Punch has a legacy. They're a pretty quality developer. They're a quality second-party developer under Sony's umbrella. But the game series that I remember them most fondly for is the Sly Cooper series. And there was an interesting shift that happened in 2005 that always bothered me and makes me really fucking sad, is that you had the three big Sony titans, right? The second-party Sony Studio titans from the PlayStation 2. You had Naughty Dog, you had Insomniac, and you had Sucker Punch. And they made three trilogies, each of them that were some of the most critically acclaimed games of that console. The Sly Cooper series, the Ratchet and Clank series, and the Jack trilogy. These games were fucking sick. And the interesting thing about them is that they were all kind of a, at the time, next-gen interpretation of the mascot platformer game. This is a staple, or I should rather say was a staple, of the video game industry. Having some sort of marketable, interesting, slightly edgy, but all-ages friendly character that kind of sold your box. The classic Sonic Mario approach, right? And over time, these studios kind of took these characters, developed them, made some really quality platforming games around them, added some next-gen stuff, some shooter elements that were popular at the time. You know, Jack especially went a little bit darker as the series went on. But it was an interesting way of evolving this concept of the mascot platformer, taking new ideas from the genre and continuing to iterate on the concept. And 
What was really interesting about these series is that they felt modern. They felt really highly produced for the time because these were all second tier students second tier second party studios under sony's umbrella so they were getting a lot of money from sony computer entertainment to like make high quality things that could flex the muscles of the hardware these studios actually were interworking with each other like insomniac and naughty dodge shared engine technology from jack and daxter and ratchet and clank so there was like a lot of interplay between the studios from what little knowledge i understand from reading gamespot magazine gamespot magazine gamespot.com electronic gaming monthly magazine back in the day Holy shit, fucking shoot me. So they they had these mascot characters, and there was a bunch of other studios doing similar mascot character stuff. I think Universal bought Spyro and was trying to do some Spyro stuff, which had certain degrees of success. Everybody had their thing. But all these studios, when the PS3 dropped, shift focus entirely. Entirely. And they didn't continue to evolve the mascot characters. Somebody, somebody at Sony and Computer Entertainment, and I guess like Video Game HQ, because all these companies seem to have the exact same ideas, just slightly tweaked. They decided the character mascots were gay and dead, and uh, they didn't matter anymore. So for the PlayStation 3, Naughty Dog did Uncharted and The Last of Us, a cinematic shooter. Sucker Punch did Infamous, an open-world, gritty, moral choice game. And Insomniac did Resistance, a gritty brown first-person shooter. And it's just like, the soul is gone. The soul is gone. The interesting art aesthetic choices that all these studios were doing, the really like overly animated, incredibly dynamic animation that they were doing in Jack and Daxter over at Naughty Dog, gone. It's just motion capture people. Hooray. The interesting stuff that was being done with Ratchet and Clank and the crazy over-the-top weapons and the fun humor of the characters. It's just another brown shooter. Oh boy. And now we got three different kinds of machine guns. Yay. Why did we need resistance? Sony already had the Killzone series that served this function. This just has more guns and bigger, I guess. And then you get over to Sucker Punch and they make Infamous, which is probably the most creatively interesting of the three. But still, it falled into a lot of the traps of the open world game that were so fucking boring. And the moral choice system was very shallow, even more than something like Bioware's. And it just, it felt like somebody decided that cartoon games are dead. They're no longer good. Video games have grown up. Everybody who buys our consoles has grown up. Children don't play video games, even though you play Call of Duty Modern Warfare online for like five minutes and you realize everybody's still fucking 12 playing video games. But it's just like, where did all the mascot characters go? Why are they gone? Why did they leave? And to this day, we still don't get any of that shit anymore really outside of Nintendo and indies. They're the only ones interested in doing that. Sad. Microsoft bought Rareware, hasn't done anything really interesting with them. They were like a staple of doing really cool mascot games for Nintendo. Not anymore. Those are all gone. They destroyed Banjo-Kazooie and never went back to that. I don't know. This is a short podcast, but my point is just that the gaming industry killed these three studios, in my opinion, because now we have Ghost of Tsushima, which just looks like another derivative open world game. We have The Last of Us Part 2. Do I even need to say anything more about The Last of Us Part 2? And Insomniac did Spider-Man. Spider-Man was pretty fun. Spider-Man's one of the few games where, like, an open world kind of makes fucking sense. Because, like, 
swinging around as Spider-Man is really fucking fun. And like the whole source material, Spider-Man swings around New York. So it's not like empty bullshit. Like the most fun thing about a Spider-Man game is just swinging around. Like what does Spider-Man do in the comic books? He swings around and stops random crimes. What do you do in a Spider-Man game? You swing around and stop random crimes. So at least, at least that's like thematically relevant. You know, the traversal is like fun and makes sense with the IP you're working with. That was pretty cool, I guess. But it's like, here's like, um, you know, uh, a cartoon, a comic book character, you know, like Spider-Man. He's like, you know, he's a comic book, you know, like, remember their drawings. And so you give it to Insomniac, a studio who like built their entire presence on making, you know, cartoon style games. And they make a photorealistic thing because we got to show everybody that the PlayStation 4 can push lots of polygons, even though every other game on the platform has already proved that the PlayStation 4 can push lots of polygons. I can't wait for uh, 2023 when I replay Spider-Man PS4 and it looks like garbage because uh, it's photorealistic and the only costume that will still look good is the tune shaded one because it's the only one that decided, hey, maybe we should like lean into the aesthetic of a fucking comic book and our comic book game. Please bring back mascot characters. I shouldn't have to go to the indie market to have fun. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Hyperbolic Wine Chamber. In addition to doing podcasts, I also make a bunch of 3D models and animations, which you can check out at twitter.com slash TommyOliverSays. I'm also making a video game called Izumi and the Vertical Slice, and I have a simple game out right now called Ninja Suffering. You can check those out linked on said Twitter profile. If you want to help support the show and keep me making it and keeping it ad-free, you can check out patreon.com slash polystation2 or subscribestar.com slash TomOliver. Patrons have access to over 70 bonus podcasts, so if you like this podcast and want more right now, that's the place to do it. Thanks again for listening. This podcast updates three days a week, ideally, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so feel free to subscribe on your preferred platform so you can catch new episodes as they come out. And patrons get episodes a week early. That's all I got for now. Have a good one.